The following show was recorded in the studios of NCLBPH, unmasked in a soundproof booth that is socially distant and responsible. Its content is intended for people who are blind or print impaired. Welcome to Craig's Desk, a program from the North Carolina Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, NCLBPH. I'm your host, Craig Hayward, the technology librarian at NCLBPH. This show's main purpose is to help answer library technology questions and offer insight about the library's digital and online resources with an occasional look at what's happening with the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, known as NLS. I hope I can help you learn something about the library service, how to navigate the technology, and just find more to read. Whether it's the online catalog, the website, how to use social media, or downloading books from BARD, I'll do my best to answer your questions. I'll also try to give you a little bit of insight into the library's technology future. I created this show for you as a guide in the evolution of our service, so you can navigate the changes and be more empowered. On this episode, we have something a little bit different, a featured interview with our writing contest participants, plus the Marrakesh pilot begins finally. I appreciate the support and the following of the show. I couldn't do this show without you. I hope you'll continue to follow the show and that our audience will continue to grow. Get those reading and library technology questions to me and I'll keep trying to answer them. Remember that the email for your questions is nclbph.tech.librarian at gmail.com. Enough talk. Let's get this episode of Craig's Desk started. annual writing contest interview with participants. Here is Clint Exum, the library's outreach specialist, with more information about the library's annual writing contest and some interviews with participants. NCLBPH is in the midst of having a second writing contest. Our writing contest is NCLBPH's way of giving its patrons an avenue to express and explore their writing abilities. In this contest, patrons can submit their stories and potentially win a prize and have their story added to our collection. The contest is divided into four age groups. There are three divisions for people under the age of 18 and an adults division. And we hope to have the contest every year immediately after our summer reading program. The contest does have quite a few rules. This year, we're accepting submissions in accessible formats. There is a word count of 5,000 words for all submissions, including audio submissions. We want all entries to be completely original works, so no fan fiction. We would also prefer patron submissions be their own works. However, if they work with a collaborator, they'll need to list their collaborators and how much of a contribution the collaborator made. For example, if a patron were to write a song and have something, someone else perform it, they would need to list the performer and make that clear in the entry. Anyone who is interested in the full list of rules for the 2021 contest can visit the webpage at slnc.com 
dot I N F O forward slash capital W capital C two one. As we host this contest each year, our rules will evolve to respond to the different situations we'll encounter. Patrons who are interested in the contest but don't know where to begin in the writing process can visit our writing resource page located at the bottom of our writing contest page. Next, we have some interviews with participants from our first writing contest. Ed's entry was Me and My Dog. This entry was a song. When we had first envisioned the contest, we had not expected to get a song, and it was a welcome surprise. The song is about a man and his dog sitting on the porch during a summer evening, just enjoying each other's company and the environment. You can listen to the song now by visiting s-t-a-t-e-l-i-b-r-a-r-y dot n-c-d-c-r dot g-o-v forward slash m-e-d-i-a forward slash three five seven. Another contestant from last year, Christine, entered a story titled The Bunnies. This short story won first prize in the adults division. The story is about a woman and her dog noticing something unusual about the growing number of rabbits in the neighborhood. I can't really say any more without giving away the unexpected turn of events. When her story is converted into a talking book, ordering instructions will be in a future Tar Heel Talk newsletter. Our last guest is Avery. His entry is titled The Haunted Hunters. This was the only entry in our younger ages division, but don't let the fact that it won by default lead you to think other entries would win easily. Every showed a tremendous amount of creativity, story structuring skills, and a sense of adventure with his entry, The Haunted Hunters. In his story, a group of friends with supernatural powers use their abilities to take on supernatural foes. His story will also be available as a talking book in the near future. Be sure to keep a lookout when we have the talking books ready. How long have you been a patron of our library? Ed? I moved to Durham in August of 2015, and I think by early 2016, I had connected with uh, Division of Services for the Blind and got connected with the library through them. So it would have been um, early springtime 2016. Okay, so it's about a little over five years now. Yeah. Okay. Christine? I believe I've been a patron for approximately 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was very happy to find out about the library because I have vision difficulties due to my MS, and it's just been great to have all this material to read and use. Avery? Yeah, a, a really long time. I'm not sure when I started, but um, it's been a while. What was the inspiration for your entry, Ed? Uh, well, I submitted a song and I, that I had written um, in summer 2020 and I spent a lot of time that summer um, with, with the COVID shutdown, just at home sitting on my front 
porch with my seeing eye dog and my guitar and um, just came up with a song about sitting on my front porch with my seeing eye dog and guitar and um, and the writing contest theme was imagine your story and and I came up with a little bit of a story about spending this, a lot of time on the porch during the pandemic um, so I just thought it was worth submitting. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that the library was sponsoring the writing contest and um, figured why not. So I sent it in. Christine. Well, the story, The Bunnies, is partly just based on what I did last summer. Um, I do have a little black and tan phantom poodle and last year with covid i was walking the dog a lot and it's kind of boring just to walk around the block and he's not a very aggressive dog but there were so many rabbits that i started pointing them out to him and again he's like okay there's a bunny and then one day i kind of led him into chasing them so there's a large part of the, the book that's all about the dog, you know, chasing rabbits and learning how to chase rabbits. And that's just based on what really happened. And I thought it was kind of funny that the dog didn't know how to chase rabbits. So I wrote that down. And um, then, of course, I encountered neighbors walking around the block and I exaggerated their characters and tried to make them a little more funny than what they really were. But that's how I got started. That was my okay. inspiration. Avery. For my book. Mm -hmm. um, so how I created it was kind of a different, uh, di different, um, different elements to add to the story, like different fun elements, like um, kids with superpowers. I kind of like that idea. And then uh, the, the pumpkin in the story, I just thought that might have been a little like funny, you know, like funny element. And then I have the unicorn and you know, everyone's like unicorns are pretty and uh, stylish. So I turned a, a, a twist on the unicorn, made it a bad unicorn. So I remember, and I did enjoy Gravel's character too. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I did too, as I was, I, I was, I was just, as I was writing it. Uh huh. Yeah. How long have you been writing, Ed? Um, I've been writing music songs um, since the early nineteen eighties. Um. Yeah, and just in, in general, you know, writing all my life, various form, forms of, of writing, but creative writing, um, particularly lyrics and poetry um, since the early 1980s and, you know, delve into other things from time to time. Christine. I've enjoyed writing since I was a kid. And, um, you know, telling stories, writing stories. And I liked English. That was one of my favorite subjects at school. And I've always been kind of a bookworm. And 
later, um, I went to law school and I think I learned a lot. It's kind of ironic, but I learned a lot more about writing there because you have to be concise and they really evaluate things at a high level um, as far as like punctuation and stuff like that. So I learned more. I'm sure I've got a long way to go, but that helped. Avery. Um, I mean, I do enjoy, like I do make up some stories. I'm very creative and like sometimes I have um, original, original ideas. So um, I haven't really been writing a whole lot, but I have sometimes I do think of stories. What other sources would you say your creativity comes from, Ed? Uh, life in general, just I, I write about um, what goes on around me, um, what I observe, what I experience, um, you know, my, my family, my kids, the woods. I, I, I love the outdoors. Nature is, is, is an inspiration. Um, just... Um, yeah, what, what goes on around me is what inspires me, what, what, I'm, in, what, I'm, what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. And you know, the, the song I submitted, me, me and my dog, was what was going on with me at, at, that, at that time of my life um, in terms of being you know, cooped up from the pandemic and just wanting to make good use of the time. Christine? I mean, I'm sure that since I do read a lot and I've, you know, you know, there's, there's just a lot of um, books. I can't point to anything in particular, but, um, and I don't want to mention any writers, but okay. One of them I'll say Beatrix Potter. My oldest daughter, when she was a little girl, she loved Beatrix Potter and she loved bunnies. So, and, and Beatrix Potter was a real sweet woman who really loved the little animals that, that lived around her and, you know, wrote about them and kind of made them human-like, but also kept a lot of their natural characteristics. Avery. Um, well, sometimes I do listen to TV and, um, and I kind of play games and that kind of inspiration and sometimes my own experiences. What would you say to your fellow patrons who are thinking about entering? Ed? Go for it. What a fabulous opportunity, you know, just that, that we have the library for the blind and physically handicapped available to us um, is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, it's a way of staying engaged. It's, it's a way of, um, you know, mo motivating us to <clears throat> maybe step out of our comfort zones. And um, I, I, I know I run into a lot of people who are blind or visually impaired who like to write. Um, through the work that I do teaching through Division of Services for the Blind, lots of people say they, they like to write. And this is an opportunity to um, take that one step further and, um, and enter a contest, a competition, and share your work and um, just see what comes of it. 
Uh, it's just a, a, a great opportunity, great exposure, um, great way to connect with other people. So um, yeah, it's, and it's easy to do. The library makes it easy to, to enter um, just by giving, you know, sort of no, no limits on how you can submit your work, whether it be written form, recorded form, braille form, um, just it's easy to do. If you've got something you think is worth sharing, um, go for it. Christine. I'd say do it. It's fun. And you might not, you know, think that you're a great writer or whatever, but just start writing. And the earlier you start, you can go over it. Um, you can send it out to friends and family and let them, you know, give their, you know, suggestions or critiques. You know, I think that's good. Um, also, try to write about something you know about. You know, don't try to write about nuclear submarines unless you've been on a nuclear submarine. You know, keep it close to home. And there's always a story, you know, if you think about it. And let your imagination run wild. Avery? Um, I would say um, give it a try. And if you have an idea, like, go for it and write what you know. And don't be afraid to try new things and, and try your own thing. Do you remember how many takes you had to do for your song, Ed? That that recording, well, it took me, you know, probably over the course of a couple of weeks to to write it and and you know work out the, the chord arrangements and and, and such, um, and that that's kind of how music works for me. I'll come up with a, a lyric or a verse and a and a uh, um, a riff or something. And I'll keep working with it, and over over not very long, a week or two, you know, I'll come up with, you know, the pretty close to finished song, um, and that was the case with with me and my dog. And then to re record it, um, I remember that I was just out on my porch, um, and I just was the. It, it occurred to me that I should submit this to the writing contest. I hadn't I hadn't been. Um, thinking of doing that and then it came to me submit this why not and so I recorded it I believe on my iPad and I don't think I did multiple takes um, once I decided to submit it I, I had played it enough over the, the week or two before that that I felt you know pretty comfortable with it and when I decided I was going to submit it I just turned on the voice memo app <laughs> on my iPad and made the recording and sent it in. So it, it's it's not you know it's not technically well produced or anything. I didn't go into a studio. I just sat out, sat out on my porch one afternoon with my iPad and um, hit the record button on the voice memo app, and there it is. But it did take me probably a couple of weeks to actually write it and arrange it. How long have you been a guitarist? Do you play any other instruments? I've been playing guitar since I was 25. I picked it up fairly late in the game. Um, I, I bought a guitar in 
1985, a little guitar shop in, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, took it home and just been playing ever since. Um, and no, I, I don't play other instruments. I, I have, you know, a couple of guitars that I, I play with, but um, that's pretty much it. Do you have other songs available for people to listen to? Um, I, I, I do. I, I mostly play music, you know, for myself and, and I'll share them with, with close friends. It, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a obviously career musician or and if anyone's heard my song, you know, my, my voice isn't the most um, <laughs> beautiful thing, but I love to sing. I love to write songs, um, but it's mostly um, a personal thing. I, I do post some of my song videos on on my Facebook page so my friends and family um, can hear it and I'll sometimes you know send it out by text or email to friends and family members. But um, if, if you're looking to, to buy my, my albums and my CDs and download stuff from iTunes, uh, not gonna find it that way. Um, but you know I, I, it's always been, you know, when I'm asked what's on your bucket list, um, one of the things on my bucket list is to just sit on a stage someday with my guitar and play a couple songs for a small audience at an open mic or something like that. Um, I like to write songs. I, I, I like it, it. It's a good feeling. Most of the stuff I write has some sort of, you know, upbeat or whimsical um, air to it that I, I would think, you know, people would be able to enjoy, um, but um, it's it's for the most part um, limited to me and friends and family on Facebook and and such. Okay, so it's a very personal thing for you. Yeah, it's a one of my it's a daily habit. I I play in music, you know, write songs and work on stuff pretty much every day, um, but it's just. Uh, it's just at home for the most part. Christine, do you have a fear of bunnies? Can they not be trusted? <laughs> no, I'm not afraid of bunnies, but um, the last couple of years there have been an excess of rabbits. And I'm also, I like to garden and um, the rabbits eat my plants. Um, and sometimes they just mow them down to the ground so they can't come back. And so I'm a little frustrated with rabbits, <laughs> but I'm not exactly afraid of them. But they cannot be trusted. That's what I'm getting. No, <laughs> don't trust them. They look so cute, but they'll chew up your vegetables and your flowers in a heartbeat. <laughs> Avery, your main character is all had superpowers. Which of those superpowers would you want most? I don't know what I put in the book. Um, I think I did uh, telekinesis in that one. Yes. Yeah. I can't but remember. If I could have, um, but this is what I would say if I had, if um, if someone asked me like, what, how would you would have? Like any fan in the world, I would say, like, like from, like if, like I would kind of look at the image and 
I just click my finger, like, uh, snap my fingers, and they would that come out of the um, photo, whatever, come alive. Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah. Your story felt like I was placed in the middle of the teen's journey. If you continue writing, would you ever explore a prequel or sequel? Um, may um, possibly. Maybe like a prequels are kind of hard for me to follow when the like when when, when something comes out and then you're prequel, I'm like, like it's kind of hard for me for, for me to follow mm-hmm. sometimes. So maybe a sequel would be easier to do after, uh, after the, after the, um, like movie or thing, you know, after what they did. So like part two. All right. This has been Clint Exum, the outreach specialist for NCLBPH. Now I turn you back over to Craig. NLS News. The Marrakesh Pilot Project begins. The big news on this show is the start of the Marrakesh Pilot with NLS. For those that have longed to have more reading from more parts of the world, a new era is beginning. This pilot offers a whole lot more books in many different languages other than English and even lots of non-American English ones. As a result of this pilot now being live, the library has created a new temporary website where pilot patrons can find books and then order them. By using the Accessible Books Consortium online catalog, you can find all kinds of books from other parts of the world. And then using the library's online form found on the temporary website, you can order these books individually. I can't share the URL on this show because it is closed to the public and only available to those who are pilot patrons. One thing to note is that once you place an order for a book, it will take the library at least two days to process everything and get it set up as an order on Books on Demand. Books on Demand is how we're offering this pilot. If you get regular Books on Demand orders, this is easy. If you don't yet, we'll set you up. You will also need an NLS digital talking book player to participate. If you want to be a part of this historic offering, you will need to hurry to do it because this part of the pilot will run from now to the end of 2021. Contact the library by email at nclbph at ncdcr.gov. And if there is room for you, we'll set you up. Otherwise, you will just have to wait until NS rolls out these new materials across the program. I have been looking forward to starting the pilot along with the rest of our staff. I'm really happy that we can just get started. We look forward to hearing any feedback patrons have about this historic offering. I know that many of our patrons have been asking for more books in more languages. This will be good for everyone. the library's online resources. Nothing new to offer on this show. We're taking a break because of the interview and Marrakesh information on this show. Stay tuned for future episodes. 
As always, if you have comments about things like this, you're welcome to email me at nclbph.tech.librarian at gmail.com. That's the end of this episode of Craigsdesk. If you have any questions about the library's technology, how to do something, or would like to give some feedback, send an email to nclbph.tech.librarian at gmail.com. Craigsdesk is a production of the North Carolina Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, a section of the State Library of North Carolina, part of the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources. This episode was produced on-site in the studios of NCLBPH. Many thanks to the other person helping on the other side of the glass to produce this show, Clint Exum, our outreach specialist and jack-of-all-trades around our studios. As it has been from the beginning, this show is a production of EMC Squared Productions. Intro music is One Fine Day, and closing music is Step to the Beat, and are offered royalty-free from the website Keep Calm and Podcast. Segment transitions start nature are from zapsplat.com. If you like what you have heard or are curious about upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast. There are links from our website for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our podcast platform called Podbeam, and even an RSS feed to listen to it on your own Podcatcher app. Whenever we put up a new episode, you'll be the first to know. Thanks for listening.